Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast with you. Zoe says, Bob, at least I think so. Live in the lounge staring at the Ouija board. The thing is, folks, it's almost 2022. And you know what? I really don't give a shit because it's just like this. We're going to keep getting older. Nothing you can do at this point. The body aches will continue if you don't stay limber. Watch out. Timber. <laughs> Look, it's the end of the year and things are starting to close down. People are starting to lose their minds again. But I'm not going to lose my mind. I've come a long way since the beginning of the pandemic. My wife reminded me of it today. In the beginning, I was freaked out, man. I am legend status. Running the streets muck, Looking for an AK-47 to protect my family. Because I don't know what's going to happen next. Because there ain't no hot dog vendor left in sight. Humanity's coming to an end. What am I going to do? Well, naturally, I retreated into the depths of my mind. Where else would you go when you're having a bad time? You escape into the world of fiction, reality, podcasting, doing things at the whim, staying up to the late hours of night, making some bad diet decisions late at night and feeling the heartburn in the morning. You know, I don't let it bother me no more like I used to. In the beginning, I was freaked out. Freaked out because my family was new. My family was fresh, straight out the oven, 365, low bake. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know what was going to happen. You know? And uh, I'm double vaxxed and I'm boosted. And, uh, you know, I don't ever want to yell or fight it about things like this with people. It's a really weird situation. I really think that the phone plays a big hand in it. You know, the phone's like, look at me. Pay attention to my needs. Look into my eyes. Let's not update the computer right now because I'm live recording this Bobcast. Try later tonight. Let's get the children scared because guess what? The future is uncertain and the end is always near. I was at... CVS. I was about to say Rite Aid, but no, it's CVS. And CVS was Panic I Am Legend Central the other morning. I had to get a TB test, not because I have tuberculosis, because yes, as I mentioned last week on the Bobcast, I'm a public school employee now, so I've got to get a TB shot to prove that I don't have it. But in the course of getting a shot, I noticed that people were frantically running over to this one piece of shelving, this one piece of retail real estate where they were shopping for that at-home COVID test. I kept thinking to myself, are they going to be giving that at-home COVID test to their friends and family when they're at home? Which means it's already spread into the house at home. I don't know. My neighbors got it, right? And uh, my neighbors who have yet to be on the Bobcast... I can't name them yet because it would be rude to, you know, identify these people. But they are people I care about. And these people got sick. And they're in healthcare. They're emergency room nurses and nurses and, you know, just good people. And they got the cove. And they couldn't party with us last night. They couldn't come out. They couldn't have drinks. They couldn't be merry. They couldn't go capture Clark Griswold's boss and wrap him in a big red bow. They couldn't do none of that. Because they got sick, or one of them got sick, and the other is just quarantining, you know, doing his thing. But yeah, it's a weird world out there, you know? I mean, some people are like, it's just the code. You're going to get the same thing. 
you get sick and then you get COVID. It's the same world you live in. It's the same fish you catch every time you go into the ocean. And, you know, I'm so tired of it. I'm so tired of uh, having to choose a side. I have no side. I have no opinion. I just have, you know, straight feelings. Okay? And that's how I am right now. Is that I've never been red. I've never been blue. I've never been an X or an O in a tic-tac game. You know? I'm just me. I'm B.O.B. You know? And, like... It's nice to record this because, yeah, probably I'll look back at this like you're full of shit. But I am trying to think right now from a really uh, non-self-centered place. Because I, I, I realize in, you know, the art of podcasting, it basically is the art of one, I guess, could perceive somebody as a narcissist to record themselves over and over again. I don't know. I just like documentation. And I like flowing like this, too. I have This is not planned out. I have none of this written in front of me. I'm just going at the, you know... Going at 88 miles per hour, trying to find that DeLorean. Doc Brown back there in the fields. The Twin Pines Christmas trees. Knocking them down. Knocking these pins down. Knocking them NFTs into the outer space limits. Anyway, my neighbors got sick, and uh, I feel bad for them, and uh, I hope that they get over the vid, you know, and I hope that uh, they enjoyed themselves. It sounds like they did. They, last night they watched The Hangover. When's the last time you've seen The Hangover? I remember the first time I saw it. I thought it was a very interesting thing to not show the night of. Remember that feeling where you're like they're on the roof, they're toasting the Jägermeister. Spoilers, get out of here! But the taste, uh, they're toasting, and then just fades out, and then it wakes up the next morning. You know, fades back in with uh, Stu missing his tooth. It's a great movie. The sequels, I can't really remember the plots, but I know they're there. You know, I'm recording this podcast on Christmas Day. You know, Christmas morning. As soon as I woke up to even think about peeing, I heard my son's voice say, Daddy, is it time? And you know what? It certainly most was time. I helped put together a Lego today. Never done that before. Credit credit goes to the Lego people for making amazing directions, even for idiots like me. I'm good at making things with my mind, not so much my hands, except for this gift that was bestowed upon me by my lovely wife. This So here's a story for you, right? So like a week ago, it's Christmas right now when I'm recording this, but it was the week before on a Saturday as we return home for our excursions, our family Saturday excursions when you work for five days at the mercy of somebody else for a paycheck and insurance to spend exactly 72 odd hours with your family loved ones to make memories, squeeze them in, squeeze them in like a bunch of batteries in an old Yamaha piano, squeeze them in tight and hope for the connection to be made so you can create something that lasts forever. My wife got me a guitar, and I haven't had a new guitar, electric guitar, since I think I was like a teenager, you know? Dead leaves in the dirty ground when I know you're not around. Shiny taps in the soda pops when I hear your lips make a sound. But yeah, it's fun. Uh, it's a silver tone. But it looks like a fender. It's wild, right? So anyway, uh, it was like a week ago. We were making memories. We came home, and the UPS man left a Fender Squire box out by the back door. And as soon as we rolled in, I knew my Christmas gift had arrived. And my wife was so upset, you know? She was like, ah, oh, it's been spoiled. How could this happen, you know? And um, 
yeah, I, I felt a way about it too myself, you know. <laughs> and uh, I was like, damn, I can't believe she got me a Fender Squire. I kind of don't like those guitars. So too much to my surprise, it was just the box. So then I opened it up, and it's a silver tone with a washboard color stain. I love it so much. And I'm going to start uh, writing material again, start getting creative, start doing my thing. And uh, I'm going to try to keep podcasting. You know, I was off there for like a couple of weeks, man. When you get a new job, new sleep schedule, you're just like, Jesus, please save me. Bring me back. Bring me back like Neo from the Matrix. It's not the typical sequel, and it's not the typical, you know, <laughs> I can't think of a good idea sequel. It's the type of sequel that makes you want to think deeper. You know what? Uh, I'm going to have to get somebody here on the show to discuss this. And who better to call upon thee than the pop culture aficionado of the Bobcast universe, the multi-talented Brett Talley. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen, with the resident aficionado, the only person I could think of whom I could chat about this movie with. And it's like sometimes like when I uh, I wait for him to see, you know, the review or he writes like a review of a film that I want to see mm. the next day. And I'm like, oh, man, he didn't see eye to eye with me with that one. With <laughs> this film, The Matrix, I kept thinking, what is Brett thinking? You know, um, does he like it as much as I do? Because I don't know if you had the same experience, Brett, but like the first time I saw it, I couldn't believe that I was actually really watching it because it just was so different than because I did not watch a single trailer for this thing. So I had, had no clue what it looked like. Same. I, I tried I, to avoid it. Yeah, I tried to avoid it. But I mean, like it was so well done, like to the point where, hey, I'm recording out here. <laughs> anyway, so like what like when did you realize in the film that you were completely being immersed? Um. That's a good question. As soon as that Warner Brothers uh, turned green, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. Um, that I noticed. Right, can you hear me? Matrix was getting all. I was like, well, "This is an interesting spin." And for a brief second, I actually in the Matrix universe as a game. I'm like, "Are they telling me that the trilogy is a video game?" I'm like, "Whoa, what is happening?" And started throwing me off, and I was. I was into the mystery of that. And right away, I started thinking, wow, what an interesting way to come at this story. This is not at all what I expected. And I would say within the first 30 minutes of the movie, I had already made up my mind that I liked it better than Reloaded and Revolution. Same, same. I, was I had like, the exact this same Matrix feeling. sequel. This feels, it, yeah. it felt like the Matrix. And like people, like, you know, bashing it online were saying, you know, um, it, it, you know, it's too much nostalgia. It's the same beats for, you know, some of the things. But I was like, like, no, I mean, like, it's done in such a way that it's new to the viewer. And that's such a hard thing to do with like these, like, you know, franchise sequels, you know, like 25 years later or whatever. And I, too, felt the same way. I actually I felt the same way, like right in the beginning when like. 
it's like it's not trinity you know but like and then mm-hmm. like you see like um the main character ghost whom i loved which you yeah. usually you hate that person too by the way right like aka <laughs> yeah. indiana jones's son or whatever you know right I mean? yeah yeah <laughs> but i mean like um i immediately liked her and i loved that mm-hmm. whole thing where it was like are we watching a modal? I had I Googled mobile, you know, I was like, what's a modal? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And like, yeah, the reveal yep. of Morpheus and stuff, dude, it, I was like, this is this is it. You know, it feels it was good. Just well done, man. It was just so well done. And what I loved about it <clears throat> was it was just so what's the word? Um, I'm going blank here. <clears throat> like unpredictable, unpredictable. Definitely. I, I just it just completely defied my expectations. And, you know, it's funny when I knew they were making a sequel and I saw that, like, you know, um, they were coming back. I started trying to put my own theory. I'm like, okay, well, how did this happen? Like they're dead, you know, spoilers They're but you know, they're dead. Like, like, I'm so baffled. I'm like, these have to be like computer programs. So I went in completely expecting it to be that like they were going to be the new agents or programs Mm. um, going after a new cast. Um, And I was waiting for like that reveal to happen because like to me, I'm like, that's the only way they're going to like make them think Neo and Trinity are back. And what a way to lure in, you know, Zion. That's that's what I wanted. And the story we were given, I was just like, wow, I, I never thought about this. I never thought that maybe, yeah, the machines kept them alive and yeah, reinserted them back in. I was like, duh. So, like, you know, we can skip all around the film. Um, the part where brilliantly done by the analysis, uh, our own Doogie M. Hauser uh, of Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> I, I loved his um his whole thing with like you know keeping them together but far apart and like yeah they mm-hmm. never really give like a definitive answer as to what it is that Neo and Trinity have that keeps it going but it's like their coexistence with people's self misery of being you know right. like he was saying like you we treat you like crap and then you take it <clears throat> and um you know the machine the the Matrix works better and better and better but right. I mean like I also read that you know it was Lana Wachowski's death of her parents that you know really inspired to do it and then when you look at it from that yeah. scope you're like yeah it makes sense because it's like right her greatest characters you know and just to go off of what you were saying like the way i saw it too and and trust me this wasn't like i walked out of the theater and i was like i had this thought this has just been sitting with me over the last couple of days was the idea about neo and trinity having to be separated <clears throat> and it made me think of like like you know harmony or like the yin yang you know like you have the mm-hmm. positive and you have the negative and you think of that image of them together and as you know it's harmony it's unity right which you it's the most powerful thing which i get <clears throat> but then for the machines to separate them i thought was even like hilarious because it's like okay you know they're powerful together you're not going to harness that you're going to keep them together yeah. So that didn't happen. What I'm trying to say is like, that didn't have to be a plot point, but the fact that that's in there, like I, I, I think like just says so much, like how overall the film is really a love story. It's that's, a love that's story. What, totally. That's what I loved about it. I love, yeah. like, I loved Like the first movie, you know, you could technically say she saved him, you know, or you could say mm-hmm. Morpheus, but you know, Trinity was that first contact. 
Um, I also believe that that's why that's why the first one's so good, Brett. Is the first movie so good because it is a love story? The Mm -hmm. last movie's good. The two other ones didn't focus really on. I mean, like besides them returning to Zion and having their love scene together, I really don't remember much of their relationship in those two films. So, like, that's where they lost track of it, and like getting it back towards like that core thing and like. I thought that the scenes that they did in the Stimulate Cafe with him and her are very dreamlike in a way. I thought yeah. he, they did a really good job of making it. It's it, it's believable that Tom, as uh, Agent Smith calls yeah. him, and this is great. Tom would believe this existence. And like I've gone back yeah. now and watched it several times. Um, I like watching it on my phone, too, in bed. It's crazy because it's like, you know, the matrix <laughs> on your phone is like kind of like watching the matrix on the phone yeah, yeah. like a 99 like you never thought you know that but i do it <laughs> and like there's like through the whole film too like the guy who's like assigned to him whose name's jude i believe mm-hmm. like you know he's always popping in like when neo's about to is, is like is this so matrix code bro you know yeah. what i mean like and like uh, neo's like so and like all, the line of dialogue too is like he looks at his phone and it's a real quick cut and he sees that he has a meeting with um agent smith and he says in the strangest voice almost like a neo voice he goes i need a coffee and he's like i'm buying you know and it's like a weird transition right. you know but i, I mean like, it's very part. dreamlike it had like almost it like is. a sopranos dreamlike um aspect yeah. to it and like the coloring something was off yeah something yeah. was off the whole time well that's what i first noticed which i thought was smart because when the movie starts you know that green coloring to the world is gone right mm-hmm. so like right away i'm like Oh, why isn't it green? Why isn't it green? Oh, that sucks. I'm like, what are they trying to do here? But then I went back and thought about it. I was like, well, wait, at the end of Revolutions, when he makes the truce and there's peace and they reset the matrix, the green is gone. It's gone completely. It's gone. And like, I remember the end of Matrix Revolutions, when you see that cutaway scene, I was like, wow, that's definitely a scene I've never expected in a Matrix movie. Because, you know, it was just- color, yeah. It was natural life. So instantly I was like, Oh, wow. Okay. So the truce is still happening mm-hmm. because like, and I see a lot of people like complaining online about how like, oh, they were trying to save money or they, they forgot to watch their own film. Cause I was like, no, no, like, don't yeah. you get it? Like, how, did you not remember the end of the revolutions? You know? Yeah. And like, who's and the people are saying I mean, it, like, it doesn't we, even look like a matrix film. I'm like, it, it's it been does. 60 years since their right. death, their death. Right. <clears throat> so in 60 years time too, like the technology has increased. We see that through um, the way Morpheus comes into the real world with the, oh, cool. the atmospheric stuff. And yeah. the, I love so that. Cool. Um, but like, yeah, people aren't taking into account that the matrix has evolved. People had mm-hmm. problems with the recasting of certain characters, but obviously there's like upgrades and shit like that. You know, I like that. I like that whole like reveal of like um, some characters like not being, you know, the one that you felt. Like, it's it's a weird thing to do too in a movie and pull it off. Like Keanu Reeves is in the film, but mm-hmm. Morpheus is being played by somebody else and you love it because it's I like- I thought it was going to be like Morpheus's son or something. Or Morpheus uh, when, from the, like the younger day, you know what I mean? Like that's what I- Yeah, that, you know? that's, that's what like the first trailer yeah. and like the posters I've seen led me to believe. I'm like, oh, is that Morpheus and Niobe's kid? So one of but, my great pleasures is to watch um, a film now and then go and on YouTube and watch all the trailers and be like, oh, this, this is who would have done it. I would have known something's up here mm-hmm, with one yep. shot. But I love the way that Lana directed the film. and I like the look of it. I really like the bullet time stuff. But what I really liked above all 
when you go back and you watch the film, there's many wide angle shots of like riot type situations where she completely fills the frame up. And it's just like mm -hmm. so like the ending is really like I mean, like the ending is interesting, too, because it's like. It's not your typical ending. You know, it ends with mm -hmm. them, yes, getting away. But I mean, like there's no like ending, you know, major confrontation. It's major like, big. It's right. an escape scene. And then Dude, have you know, to, wait, not to cut you off. Yeah, it's fine. Since Go ahead. You're, since you're it's talking good. about it, the scene where they just start throwing bodies yeah, out of the building, bombs. dude. So good. Yeah. Unbelievable. A I was like, was so good. Oh, I loved it, dude. I loved it. It was such a cool the scene concept. where you go into the house and like she, I think she wakes up first and looks at her boyfriend or husband. And then he, you know, it's such a horror <laughs> element too within the matrix, you know, and it's like, that was great. And, you know, like, um, they really did a good job of making the streets look crowded. Like if you go and you like, you know, you compare it to Joker and like when they filmed it in Newark at the end, mm -hmm. there wasn't that many extras there. You know what I mean? This looked like there's a yeah. lot going on, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 So I, I liked it. Yeah. I, I love the, uh, when they did that flashback scene where he's on the roof and he's like committing suicide mm -hmm. and the whole crowd is like trying to pull him back in. It's like in slow motion. I was like, man, this is beautiful. Yeah. You know, it's crazy too, Brett, if you bring that up too, because it's, I, I remember upon my initial viewing in the film, that is the first time you see the actor Keanu Reeves portraying Neo is through that flashback mm -hmm. In screenplay writing. They would, they would always say, well, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like you can't show so you know what I mean? Like, even if it is mm -hmm. a sequel, but for some reason, it does work later when you find out about the what is it? The image residual thing where like, this, oh, is, what yeah. you, this is what you look like. Yeah, dude, that was cool. That was it. cool. Yeah. You know, that was like to me, a build on the mythology of the original film. Yeah. You know, did you um, pick up when you saw Trinity, what she looked like in a reflection? Did you ever see? see yeah, that, that was mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. All that stuff, man. I, I just love like those ideas in here. And, you know, you were to go back when you were talking about like the ending with the chase and everything, you know, mm -hmm. I've been seeing now a lot of complaint um, from fans and people that have seen it saying that like there was no action or, you know, the fight scenes weren't what they used to be in the matrix. And like, while I did like see that point, you know, and I thought about it, like when mm -hmm. I w w finished the movie, I was like, wow, there wasn't really like the big scene. I was like, but it made me appreciate that because like, we know Neo is Neo and yeah. everyone's like saying, oh, Keanu Reeves is getting too old. You know, he's devoting all his time to John Wick or his body to John Wick. It's like, but no, dude, he's Neo. Like he doesn't need to fight anybody. All he's got to do is wave his hands. And like everyone's yeah. like, oh, it's a huge complaint of why there's no fight. It's like, well, how can you have a fight with someone that's got this much power? You know, when like all he's got to do is throw his hands at you and you're crashed you know, or you explode. Yeah. I, I, I like that to me is screenwriting being smart or screenwriters and the director mm -hmm. are knowing like we can't do this because it, like you could just tell that they thought it through in my opinion a little yeah. bit, which is why it's another reason why I appreciate it even more. It's just so anti what you wanted to see. Yeah, but but at the same time, satisfying like a day one, like in the seat fan of the Matrix, like it's so weird how they pulled that off, too, because it's like I really didn't care. I mean, like the fight scenes, I like the intellectual, like, uh, you know, the conversations like it even like even when we got the Zion, which I never really liked in the two sequels. I was just like, oh, yeah. dude, what a know, letdown. I, yeah, like, what a letdown. Like when they get there, you know, 
at, I think my first viewing, I was like, I didn't hear the 60 years in between thing at first. So I was like, what's right. up with Niobe's makeup? But whatever. <laughs> that was my only thing. But it's like, I, you know, I always thought that the Zion thing was always the weakest part of um, the yeah. Matrix. You know, what's crazy, too, is like I was reflecting. I have journals from like 99 and like um, I recall going to see the Matrix opening night and I was just reading a passage recently and um one of the things I wrote down was that initially I was upset that it contained elements that I thought were similar to Terminator 2, <laughs> i.e. like saving the world. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I thought the Matrix, like when I first saw the commercials, when it was, and then it made me think like, do you remember like when they were like, the commercials were just like, I think it was Neo on the roof and like Morpheus jumps and then it goes, he goes, whoa. And then it goes, what is the Matrix? And that yeah, was all. That was it. That's that all you it. got. Yeah, it was yep. so good. Dude, those were the days, man. Those were the you days. Know, like I, I, I've said it, I think at least twice on your podcast before. Like I think the most brilliant trailer for a movie I ever saw was for Unbreakable and like Shyamalan. Yep. Very good. It, it that, and I will say uh, the teaser for Clo- Cloverfield. That that, that was my me. favorite too. Yeah, I that saw that. Pretty can't good. remember the film. I saw that <clears> night, but I remember that night in the theater. Yeah, it's a weird sound too. Like it was when uh, people stopped. It was before eating Transformers. It was before the first Transformers mm-hmm. movie. I don't know why I just remembered that, and I'm sorry to admit yeah, that. No, yes. that was it. That was it. And like I remember being yeah. bored to shit, like for two and a half hours <laughs> with Transformers being like, <laughs> "What was that movie? <laughs> what was that?" Yeah, I, I, man. I wonder if like there's ever like a movie analysis who like okay, like they show a trailer and like it's sold out, and you hear all the people eating popcorn because during trailers people are just eating away, but then like. The popcorn stops during the trailer. Then they know they have a hit. They're like, we, we've got to bump up the budget by 30 million. Mm-hmm. Yep. But oh, the Matrix, so I think that uh, I think it only, you know, like I like that Lana said, that this is it. There's no more. There, there yeah. may be one day. Who knows? I mean, we never thought there would be this one. But I mean, like the thing is, too, is like everyone wants you to keep doing it. Like, I like how they played on that, too, in the film. And they basically said it. They're like Warner Brothers wants another sequel. I was like, yeah, wow. You know what I mean? Like no other, like any other thing, yeah. I would, I'd be like, this is too meta. This is too yeah. weird. Well, I thought, yeah, I thought um, when they said that they were talking movies because it, it, they, they hold off from saying games for a little bit, and I was like, wow, they're gonna say that like they were just movies. I'm like, are we going, are we going deep there? But yeah, then, that's you know, that's a main complaint that I had from uh, somebody. Um, his name's Mike. He's a fan of the show. And Mike told me to mention that he did not like that the video game, um, I'm putting my jazz hands up, you know, in quotations, <laughs> video game footage was too movie-like, which, which it was. It was directly from the film. And, um, you know, they said, like, these are scenes from your game. They actually said that in the dialogue. And he did not like that. And huh. then I start to think about it deeply. I'm like, well, I mean, like, okay, it's, it's Neo in the Matrix, looking at a film that is about the matrix so if you think right. about it, the first matrix <laughs> film isn't a film it's it could be another modal right do you know yeah. what i mean because like how did neo know that it start her story starts Mm-mm. in that place where she runs away because he wasn't there mm-hmm. right so yeah. i mean all of it could it's, be it's... just modals from like you know tom's desk yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like <clears throat> But I like that. This is like what the Matrix became instead of just doing like, you know, the traditional bullet time, you know, 2021 look. Which I love, though. The the bullet time in this film was great. Was so subvertive. I loved it. Like, 
th- that to me was like super super cool because you it know you cool. know you're you're waiting to see the bold time and then they finally do it and it here's a new way of looking at it kids like oh yeah and like the way that um it was an interesting look to some of the action sequences as well as the bullet time where like she shakes the frame and she almost does like this like mid 90s action look to it there's like one scene where neo mm-hmm. like goes into the frame after exploding out of he's in the bathroom talking with morpheus 2.0 or whatever yeah and uh morpheus 2.0 is trying to convince him to take the red pill he puts his hand through the window and he was like oh. this is not happening yeah oh, right <laughs> and then he runs out and he gets blown up and he gets shot in the frame it's total action 90s special effects and it's like <laughs> I wonder if that's like them cutting the corner. Like, I, I don't yeah. know. But I mean, regardless, I did not mind it because the story to so, me just worked. The Trinity Neo thing worked. Yeah, man. I just, you just, you said something uh, that just made me think of, uh, oh man, what, what was I going to say? Sorry, this happens in podcasting, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> this is part no, of it. We, we both know what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck, what the hell was I really going to say? I'm completely blank. Oh. Oh, oh, it was a question for you. What mm-hmm. do you think, because this is another complaint mm-hmm. I've seen online now. What do you think of the film being so reliant on, like, you know, the original film and, like, showing flashbacks to that and making them actually see it in The Matrix? Were you for that? Did you think it was weird? or I, I, thought, it, it? I thought it was weird. It made me think, though, for some reason, it made me think of, like, Kubrick for some reason, like, Mm-hmm. Kubrick would maybe do this or something. You know what I mean? Like try to be like, yeah, here's the shining. Look at it. You know what I mean? Like it's up on the wall, like walk into the frame. I don't know. It, it was a weird moment without a doubt. I'm like, why are they showing this? It's the same, you know? Yeah. And right. I kept thinking too, like there had to be discussions in the writer's room where they're like, okay, so look, we're just going to spend $8 million and we're going to make a quick matrix game that appears in the, you know, that Tom's mm-hmm. sitting there actually programming. I also want to know what binary is. I'm sorry to go off topic real quick, but what is yeah, binary? Yeah. What is that mm-hmm. game? We never got there. Yeah. You know, yeah, and that's, um, true. that's true. It was always like uh, binary wasn't getting there because of budget constraints. And um, there's something else too, where it was like they wanted their attention to be always on binary, but I, I didn't mind it. You know, there's the scene where you, they walk into the theater and it was worth it. I'd lost, you know, and like, oh, yeah. he actually says it. He's like, you know what I mean? Like relying heavy on nostalgia or whatever, but it's like, yeah, it's such, that's it's what made me think that the so first meta, movie, man. the first movie is Neo's modal version of if that is the game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they chose that. That means that that isn't a movie. That's Neo's game that he made mm-hmm. that looks like the movie we saw in 1999. Yeah. Oh, dude. Right. So I and then I started to believe it then after a while because <laughs> I started thinking about it deeply. I'm like. Oh, then it makes sense. What we saw in the theater was Neo's version of what went down. And Damn, then right. then I was like, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> it's crazy, dude. And, and hey, a movie had to make like make you think, mm-hmm. which a lot of movies don't really do anymore, especially like no, the big action all. movies, you know, to have that kind of thought process. That's that's what I loved about it. It was just so opposite of what you expected you know Mm -hmm. and you know whether that's good or bad you gotta at least appreciate appreciate the originality of it and the balls to do it you know especially i I like the new guys too that's a hard thing brett to do right Mm -hmm. Uh, marvel yeah i'm about to go see a marvel movie in like 20 minutes 
I don't I roll up like midway through previews, so I'm not really the type yeah. of guy anymore because I'm I'm seated, I'm reserved. You know what I mean? I love that feeling. <laughs> but um, I'm excited to see this film though because I saw The Matrix at home on HBO Go first, and you know, I w- the whole time I'm like, man, I wish I was in the theater with like some Matrix fans. Mm-hmm. But what was I about to say about the Matrix? Uh, Matrix, I don't know. You were talking Marvel there. It's it's crazy too that the Matrix, you know, isn't, you know, there was a game that came out, you know, like it's always been here in pop culture for twenty years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that was what I was going at is too. It's like it's so easy for um, a sequel to just be, you know, easy on the audience and like not ask no new questions. You know what I mean? And just be like, mm-hmm. this is it. And then also the hardest feat ever, and I can't remember a cast, a new cast of characters that I liked. I didn't know much about the uh, neologist or whatever, or the other guys on the <laughs> ship, but I like the addition of the two sentients or whatever. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, like yeah. That, yeah it was a, and that was a cool little reveal. Right. Right. Uh, which like, is something that I think together. shows you like that truce is still there, you know, and the mm-hmm. fact that it has been 60 years, like, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, the, the, there's a uh, yeah, but I love that two. idea. I really loved Bugs, man. I thought she was very cool. I, you know, I, I kind of wish the movie was on her a little bit more, you know, kind of in that like Blade 2049 way where, you know, you have a mm-hmm. new character that eventually like meets up with, you know, like your Neo or your Trinity. I wouldn't even have minded that because like I thought she was really cool. You know, I, you kept waiting for the reveal that she was going to be like the rookie or something of the ship. Did you get that feeling? Oh, yeah, I kept feeling that. Yeah. Yeah. And then like that. you find out like she's the captain, like she's the Morpheus. I'm like, oh, man, that that was cool. See, it was yeah. always it was always fucking with me. There's, 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 there's one part in the film still that I even upon multiple viewings, I'm like, what's going on here is when they extract Trinity and then use um, bugs. To to tandem jump at this remember you know the scene oh the, yeah yeah like, yeah what's going on there like yeah I mean, do we need all that <laughs> you know what i mean probably like, not i would have believed anything at that cool. point it didn't look really cool but i mean like <laughs> all of a sudden she's i was like wow i mean they were probably like look we're not giving them any fight scenes Let, let's get a little <laughs> crazy with the technology part but yeah overall also too like the new additions the new morpheus the new agent smith i love that that whole he had that one line I mean, first off, when he steps in and stops the analyst, it was great, you know, lies, lies, lies. Oh, yeah. And then he says, uh, you know what the difference between me and you is, Tom, is that I forget the line he says, but he basically says that he could be anyone and it just walks away. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. I love it. I love it. The whole thing. I, of them two I thought that together. was like a little like underdeveloped with the whole Smith angle of it. Like I didn't really mm-hmm. like understand why he was there still <laughs> i was Wait, like okay, well you so rebuild it he rebuilt it right so he rebuilt yeah. himself my question is does he know he's agent smith before he walks <laughs> into that room and sees that gun hmm. when he's in the office smoking that's a cigarettes? good question yeah i haven't even thought about that because it's a weird transition scene where he walks in the room and then all of a sudden he looks down, sees the gun, and then he screams. Yeah, it's an instant change. Instant change, yeah. Because I think that he, too, was like Neo, controlled by this, uh, whatever the name of the company was. The Oh, the name of the company was Two Machines. So it's Neo mm-hmm. and Agent Smith working together. 
Right. I just realized that's crazy. <laughs> wow. It was also like 12, maybe 24 hours later when I was like, oh, IO is just Zion without the Z in the end. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't it? know that told you just said it. So there you go. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. It's, 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 wow I feel it's, dumb there's now. lots of things. There's lots of things wow. in, the, in the, um, you know. Wow. But yeah, overall, loved it. I mean. Would you want another one or are you okay with that? I'm always okay with it being the end because it's like films like Elf, like during the Christmas season, people are like, oh man, I wish it was Elf too. It's like, no, it would not work at all. Mm -hmm. It just wouldn't work. Like when you make a sequel and you commit to the trilogy type filmmaking, right? Mm -hmm. It seldomly ends well, you know? Like, do you remember anything about The Hangover 2 and 3? No, but if they just left it alone at Hangover 1, it would have been the classic along like uh, Groundhog. I'm with you. I'm like if they made Groundhog's Day 2, it just, you know mm. what I mean? Even when I'm a Dumb and Dumber fan, when they did Dumb and Dumber 2, I was there opening day, but I mean, like, mm-hmm. didn't offer up anything that was like, you know, challenging. But I mean, I just, I, I mean, I still love going to the movies. I love sequels. Yeah. You know, and I love the whole you know, like notion of it, but it's, it's, it's fun when a film surprises you. I mean, like yeah. The Matrix did. Some of my friends didn't like it, and I like that too. I mean, like, yeah, I've been seeing a lot more hate for it yeah. um, than I really thought it uh, was going to get. I, mm-hmm. I was I'm actually kind of like shocked by it. like I understand, like I get their point about like the lack of action or fight scenes. But at the same time, like to me in that story, all of that made sense. Why that's not there. You know, I agree. Um, I agree about that. I mean, I, I would I, I mean also too at our age it's it's so easy to like tune out when it's like mindless action you know what I mean mm-hmm. like it's like you've seen that now for what 25 years now yeah. they've been really yeah. going at it you know in cinema where it's like this is the popcorn event of summer mm-hmm. and it's just as a, like a stinker you know and I'd much rather like a film like um I mean I watched don't look up the other night right did you I see still it? Have, no, I have to see it. I have to uh, see yeah, watch it. it because I mean, like some people are also too like this movie. I hate this movie. And I'm like, this movie was great. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, people, I can't wait to see it. It, it. We live in a digital age now where people like even can't have an opinion about pop culture things. Like, you know, like I felt like when like, I announced that I love the Matrix, people like online were private messaging me being like, are you serious? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they, they just want to do anything, <laughs> anything they can to keep right. you in your pod you know what i mean and like <laughs> and not like come out and like tell everybody that you're enjoying life and enjoying cinema because that's what you're supposed to do you know no i'm with you man you know it's funny i'm sitting here i'm listening to you tell that and it looks like you're actually in the matrix right now i mean this is the podcast Dude, I, but like you look at that green tint and we're all green too for this yeah you know? man I was thinking of what I could do, but I'm not cool enough. Like, no, it's yeah, weird. I'm, I'm like, wow, stuff. man, Bob's in the Matrix. This is my wife's office, aka the Bobcast Lounge, aka the studio, aka. Yeah. I'm in Zion over here. Look at this. I got the cave. I like it. But, I like it. You know what? That real quick before yeah. we end, I wanted to ask this question of you because this is something like I have always thought about since yeah. I first saw the, the original Matrix. So, as we all know. First Matrix ends with him making the phone call, right? I'm going to show them a world without you. Yeah. Hits that phone, flies up like a motherfucker, right? <clears throat> so at the end of that movie, man, you feel all pumped and like you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, man, he's going to good to get everyone, right? Mm-hmm. So when they announced like Reloaded, yeah, I was like, wait a minute. Okay, this, this might be cool. Maybe this takes place like immediately after the first movie. 
And then to go into Reloaded and see what it was, did it bother you that like it didn't have that payoff of the first movie's ending? Or did you like it? Because to me, like it always bothered me. It bothered me too as well that um, my version of The Matrix afterwards was always better. You know, like, yeah, I I was actually trying to think about Reloaded. Uh, You know, the scene that, that the first action scene there takes place like in a dark alley, right? Yeah, uh, uh, the, like, the new agents. Upgrades. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. So like you meet that um, opposition first, but yet alone like the neo there doesn't match up with the one that flew away with rage playing, right? Um, at all. Coincidentally, I think the band that plays at the end of Matrix uh, Resurrections is a Rage Against the Machine cover band. Yeah, who was recently in the news? Yeah, for <laughs> the lead singer urinating yeah. in a fan's mouth on stage, and he wanted it. He wanted it. Yeah, because... I saw the video. Oh, unbelievable. But yeah. was that planned? I don't know. I don't know. And like the whole time I kept thinking when the Matrix like song I was like, is that that band? <laughs> and like it wow. was this planned? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like wow. No, yeah. I, I I yeah, it just didn't match up for me. It, like there's a lot of things that didn't match up too. It's like you know, like you go on this great mission with Morpheus in the first one, and it's like he's got to find Neo, prove to him that he's the one, he becomes the one. Then he returns to Zion where like, it's like nobody gives a shit about Morpheus or and there's like a big yeah. dance party going on and the yeah. stakes then are immediately erased. So it was the first one. Basically right. that's like, but bro, that's like, that's like back to the future. Zion too. looks like a great time. It though. does. It does. I mean, but I but mean, it's just, I mean, it's, it looks humid. It looks very humid and you can it be does, dehydrated if you're drinking, but there are nipples around you everywhere, everywhere. It, I think it'd be fun. But anyway, go ahead. I'm saying it just, I don't know. It just like takes the stakes out of it. It's like, Back to the Future 2 without the almanac or something. You know what I mean? Like, there's no stakes yeah. that, you know what I mean? Like, the, like I just felt like, oh, here we go again. And even when you get to the scene with Trinity on the bike with the, you know, the, the two assailant twins, like, you never really, you know, you're just like, ah, you know, where are we going? To get a key? Yeah. Like, what happened here? It was just so convoluted. And then I had to, I remember I, I went back and saw it like twice yeah. after seeing it because I needed you know, it wasn't on YouTube at the time or anything like that, but no. I needed to like take in the whole you know, story. The out. architect or the architect's speech when he goes in that room. Cause that when the first time I saw it, it was so over my head with all the jargon. Yeah. And I was and so it's wrapped like 11 in minutes long. Yeah. And I was like, what is he saying? And then like, I think I had it. I was like, nah, I don't. And I would have to go. I went back and see it again, just so I could like listen again to hear what this guy said. Cause I'm pretty sure it was important. But man, that movie was just, you know, a key. It's funny. And... You made me think about like me leaving the theater that night, like after that speech and just having a headache. You yeah. Know? It's like you were searching for an answer that was easy because you went along with that ride for almost what, eight, nine years. Yeah. And then it ends with that. And you're just like, it's almost like that they could just do Matrix and then the Matrix Resurrections. And like, it's almost like, you know what it is? We discovered it here on the Bobcast this evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's like what they're like, you know how like the Halloween franchise is like, nope, we're not acknowledging the other sequels. We're just picking right up. Yep. They did it without even saying it. They're right. just like, you know, the first story, right? That's the most important thing. Yeah, that's what I love. Um, <clears throat> it like just completely was opposite of what you think. But I did have... Wanna, yeah, like, can, uh, can you please tell me what the Merovingian was doing in this movie? Oh, he was exiled and <laughs> he looked like a homeless man. Uh, it was wild. It was nuts. I, 
I don't think he was really needed. Didn't really serve anything to the plot. And I, I couldn't even understand what he said. It was a wild sequence too. It was like being at like a, like a dirty rave or something. You know what I mean? Like it was just right. nice. <laughs> but, um, but my, my final question, you know, yeah, and we, we have, we have to ask it. And I think it needs to have a serious discussion is I like it. You're, you're, you're sitting down with Morpheus. Mm-hmm. He opens up that case hand hands you the red and the blue what 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 do you do what do you think honestly bob cahill right right. now it's easy question on that one dude i've been i've been taking red pills since 1996 (laughs) okay (laughs) always looking for the answer um in fact we can talk a little bit after the show about that um look it's always a pleasure to have you uh this was a great podcast uh get it out there before the new year happy new year to you uh, definitely you. bring it back. I don't. This might be your seventh or eighth appearance. Who knows? Uh, no, Bob, I love you, man. And I'm going to say it real quick. I thought your uh, Christmas episode was very heartfelt. I uh, thank thanks, you for man. that. And I also want to thank you personally for your ability in talking about your mental health. Yeah. Because uh, it's something that like I can relate to you deeply on, and it's actually my favorite thing. Uh, from your podcast is thank the you. relatability I have with you. And I just want to thank you for what you do and everything you do. And I thank you for being a friend. And that's all I'll say. You're going to make me cry here on the podcast. Go for it. Green tears streaming down like the matrix code. <laughs>